Hi, and welcome to the Dog Sports Decoded podcast. My name is Megan Ritchie, and I am the host. And today we are going to be talking about what is clicker training. Um, I've seen a lot of questions about this online, uh, so it just seems like a good time to go through it. So I am going to flip us over here to a very quick um, PowerPoint presentation. Um, so what is clicker training? Karen Pryor defines clicker training as an animal training method based on behavioral psychology, which relies on marking desirable behaviors and rewarding them. So what does that mean? For most of us, it means finding our dog doing something we like, like say laying down on their dog bed, and we're gonna say good dog, give them a pat, and by doing that, we're marking the desirable behavior by saying good dog, and rewarding it by giving them a pat and some attention. So our hope in doing that is that we will increase the chance of them doing that behavior again. So a lot of people think of clicker training as um, just solely using a clicker, something like this, and um, that's part of it, but really it's any time you mark a behavior that you like and reward it. Um, so a marker can be a clicker like this one, or it can be a specific word. So it could be something like good dog. Um, in most dog sports and dog training, we tend to hear the word yes. So it could be either of those. So if you hear of clicker training uh, or see it advertised in a class, it could be a clicker like this, or it could just be using a marker word. Um, from the kind of the latest studies I've seen, it doesn't really matter which of those you use. Um, both are very effective, whether you use a word or an actual clicker. Um, just whatever your preference is. I tend to just use a word because I always have my voice, so um, I don't like to carry a clicker along on a walk or kind of fumble about with it. You know, I've got my hands full with my dogs and treats, so I tend to just use a word like yes, um, but if you want to use an actual clicker, you absolutely can do that. So now that we kind of know the definition of clicker training, I kind of want to know why we want to use it. So typically this is sort of framed uh, as a positive versus a punishment-based training method, uh, kind of two different methods. Uh, there's a lot of variety in between. Um, it's quite a spectrum, but uh, typically clicker training and positive dog training are seen as the same thing versus punishment training, which would focus on, say, leash corrections or, um, or something like that. Um, so that's typically how it's framed. Quite a few studies have been done on this, and overwhelmingly, the clicker or positive training method has been seen to be the fastest way to get a desired behavior out of a dog. So I would suggest you use it, again, simply because it's the fastest way to achieve your goal with your dog. So uh, that's typically what I suggest. As always, devil is in the details. So if you are looking at taking a training class somewhere and they say they're positive or use a clicker method, I would really suggest you read either the class description or maybe their about page and really see if you can find out what the philosophy behind their training method is. And uh, if you can go attend a class and watch a class as an observer, even better. Um, some people will say they're positive trainers, but when you see their training methods, you might disagree with that. Um, other people are very clicker um, specific, so they want you to use an actual clicker. Um, it really depends. So there's a, a wide variety in between there. Uh, always my suggestion is if you can, go observe a class and see if you're comfortable with the training methods viewed and implementing those yourself. So if it's not something you're comfortable with, uh, I would suggest you don't do it, look for another trainer. Um, and of course, equally importantly, are the students in the class actually 
uh, getting the results they want to see. So um, if you're seeing a lot of the students say struggling teaching their dog to sit in a puppy class, um, maybe that's not the class for you. You want to see people having success. And ideally, there shouldn't be a ton of difference between the most successful student or dog in class and the least successful. You kind of want to see everybody generally doing well, generally being happy, having a good time while they're training their dog. So that's what I would suggest you look for. So what is uh, the clicker itself? I've showed you a few times here already, um, but it is just a, a little, um, usually a plastic device. And um, if I press down on the button, it just makes this little snapping sound. So the idea here is that we want to use a neutral noise. So a word like yes is probably neutral to our dogs before we start. Uh, you can use any word you want. You can use a clicker. Again, the idea with the clicker is just that it's a neutral sound. So I know um, a lot of dog photographers will actually use the click on their camera as they press the shutter button. So the dogs hear the click, they'll give them a treat. So that way the dogs kind of will learn um, that the shutter is a bit of a clicker. Uh, so, you know, you don't have to use a clicker itself. You could use a special tone on your phone or use a specific word. So, uh, whichever you want to use, but an, an actual clicker, if somebody mentions like, oh, you need a clicker, uh, that's what it is. It'll just be a little plastic device that makes a clicking noise. So, that's a clicker. Um, and then the next thing I wanted to cover is, do you actually need to use a clicker to train? And I've kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, again, the studies I've seen, it doesn't matter whether you use an actual clicker itself or just a specific word, but you do want a, uh, a particular word to use. Uh, you don't want to jump back and forth between different words a bunch or, or sort of muddy the water for your dog. So I would pick one or two words that mean a click, basically. Um, and not not have you know 10 or more words so if you pick a word uh, again people really tend to like the word yes um, it's quick it's short uh, they can say it very easily it's not something um, we would say kind of normally dog training it's not a cue we're going to use for anything else so use whatever you like um, a funny one i found uh, again my older dog's name is tess and obviously tess and yes are quite similar so uh, when i first started i kind of tried to use good or a different word i ended up having trouble with that um, just because you naturally say good good dog um, so it kind of lowers the value of that because it's not a something it's not a word I use specifically for training or as a marker. So, uh, you know, you can pick anything you like, but you'll tend to hear the word yes used a lot. So, um, so that's it. Um, so that's kind of what clicker training is in a nutshell. I don't want to go into a whole lot of detail here, um, but basically this came out of some tests that B.F. Skinner did, um, which he called operant conditioning. Uh, he did a whole bunch of different studies. I don't want to get into kind of the nitty-gritty details of this. There's a whole lot to it. Um, but basically, Karen Pryor's def definition of you're going to use a marker word to reinforce a behavior that you want to see more of. Um, so through B.F. Skinner's test, you've, you've probably seen um, some sort of Hollywood, um, I'll say, jokes about this. I know there's been a Big Bang Theory episode on it, and The Office had a little episode on it where the characters have used operant conditioning on their coworkers or friends. Um, so you maybe have seen seen that in passing. Um, it's probably something you have heard about, even if you uh, you know it's not ringing a bell. You've probably heard some of these theories. All right. So what is operant conditioning? 
Um, again, I'm going to really quickly fly through this. Uh, I think it's extremely important, but you tend to get into the weeds of it, and maybe the reason behind it isn't as important for us handlers as just doing it. So uh, I'm not going to get too lost in it, but I'm going to just quickly run over this. So um, the operant conditioning has four quadrants. There is either a positive or negative um, along one axis, and then a punishment and reinforcement on another axis. Axes. <laughs> it's um, important to understand what these actually mean uh, because they don't mean what, what they would mean in kind of common, common language to us. So what is a positive um, in these quadrants? And that would just be adding a stimulant. So add, positive can be what we would commonly see as positive or negative. So a positive could be we are adding a leash correction or a positive could be giving a treat, or a positive could be petting, or a positive could be adding uh, a ball, whatever it is. So positive just means you're adding something. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing, it's just you are adding something uh, stimulant to the dog. Um, and then a negative would be removing a stimulant. So again, a negative does not mean bad, it just means you are removing something. So you could be removing attention, you could be removing a toy, removing anything. So positive you're adding, negative you're removing. So a punishment is anything that decreases the likelihood of a behavior happening again, and a reinforcement is anything that increases the likelihood of a behavior happening again. So again, neither of these are good or bad per se, uh, it's just what what the effect is on your dog and each dog is different so you might think you are applying a punishment but if it doesn't decrease the likelihood of that behavior happening then it's not a punishment so uh, a common one uh, you hear for dogs jumping up you've heard maybe some different uh, different strategies so one of them uh, let's just say your dog jumps up on you when you get home and you scold them you yell at them you push them down um, well, if that doesn't actually decrease the likelihood of it happening again, so if you come home every day for the next week and it doesn't uh, improve, then it's not a punishment. Um, so if your dog is actually going, oh, well, my mom's paying attention to me, uh, and they're taking it as a reinforcement, even if you mean it as a punishment, um, and maybe it's increasing the behavior as you go through the week, then it's not actually a punishment. So again, just that's up to the dog. So a positive or negative is generally something you are adding or removing and a punishment or reinforcer is generally just how the dog interprets whatever you're doing. So again, if it increases the likelihood of it happening again, it's a reinforcement. If it decreases, it's a punishment. So if we show that on the slide here, um, you can see there's just a couple of examples. Again, I don't want to harp on this. So if we talk about a positive reinforcement, it might be something like throwing a ball after your dog sits. So you are adding the throwing of the ball and reinforcing the sitting. So I'm not condoning or, or suggesting you do any of these things, but this is sort of where they might fall in the quadrants. So um, a negative reinforcement might be something like shaking a can of pebbles if your dog starts barking, um, and then you stop shaking when they quit barking. So the negative is the stopping of the shaking of the can, and you are reinforcing them stopping barking. And then we were to look at a positive punishment here, um, say your dog's jumping up on the counter to try and eat, eat your Thanksgiving turkey and you clap your hands, you are adding the clapping of the hands and the punishment is just that you're mad at them or upset with them. So that might be a positive punishment. And then a negative punishment, again, I kind of kind of mentioned this earlier, but if you stop playing with your dog, if they jump up on you to try and take a toy from you, 
The negative is removing yourself or removing playing with you. And the punishment is uh, you're punishing them jumping up and biting. So those are just a couple of quick examples um, that, uh, that sort of this theory of operant conditioning and clicker training go into. Um, again, I don't want you to really focus a whole lot on this, um, but that's sort of the theory behind it all. Uh, I think it's more important just how do we put this in practice. So I wanted to show you um, a few little videos of my own dogs here going through this. So as I mentioned, I don't actually use a clicker when I train my own dogs. I tend to just use my voice. Uh, again, I always have that on me. Um, but the theory is the same. So I filmed a quick little video introducing the clicker to my dog so you have an idea of what that might look like and how you would do it. And then um, I'm gonna, in the video, I'm gonna show you how to teach your dog using a shaping method um, and clicker training to um, get get my dog to lay down on a dog bed. So this could be something you do as you watch Netflix at night. Um, you know, you've got a dog bed next to you, you want your dog to just lay down and be quiet while you enjoy your TV show. Um, it's something you could just keep a clicker in your hand or use your voice and, and train your dog really not a whole lot uh, needed on your part. So um, what we'd be adding is the clicker and then what we'd be reinforcing eventually is the laying on the bed and I'm gonna pair that with using treats. So um, when we start, we're gonna click um, or say yes, we're gonna give our dog a treat and that's gonna reinforce the behavior that we want because we have to kind of teach them that um, a click is a good thing so if you don't have treats on you, you can just say yes or click, and that becomes a reward in itself for your dog. Um, so let's just jump into the videos really quickly here. All right, so Riggs hasn't heard the clicker before, so uh, I think they just call this charging up the clicker. So all I'm gonna do is click the clicker and give him a treat, so. I'm just kind of trying to teach him that when the clicker goes off, he gets a treat. So that's it. That's powering up the clicker. So as I said, I haven't uh, haven't done any clicker training with him before. So I'm going to use shaping in this uh, this drill and try and get him to lay down on the dog bed. So he knows this command, but I haven't done it with the clicker. So I'm just going to encourage him to uh, gradually increase. Um, the criteria, I guess. So first it might be looking at the bed, then it might be standing on the bed or pawing the bed, and then eventually want him to lay down. So we'll see if we can get him to do this. Using the clip. staring at my hand full of treats.
I'm just not going to look at him when he's uh, I don't know, staring me down kind of thing. I don't want him to focus on me. I want him to kind of look around and figure something out. <laughs> Trying all his tricks that normally work to get a treat. doesn't want to look at the bed <laughs> of course because we're filming so uh, anytime he'll just kind of make any any sort of effort to move his head in that direction and if I wanted to speed this along I could of course just throw a treat on the bed and as soon as he touches it, now he's kind of figured it out. And I want to throw the treat away from the bed when I do give it to him, uh, just so he has to go back to it. So I want him to have a couple of successful repetitions so he knows what I'm asking before I increase the criteria. So he's pretty pretty good right now getting one foot on the bed, so we'll see if we can get two. Mm -hmm. 
trying to take them from my hand, everything. So let's try and lure right here. Same thing, I'm going to try this with Tess now. So a little bit quicker, just get her used to the, the click noise means she's going to get a treat. So click, treat, click, treat, click, treat. And then she watched him do this, so we'll see she might, uh, she might catch on a little quicker. Um, so I'm just going to throw, kind of speed things up again, I'm just going to throw a treat on there. When she goes on, I'll click. And then she'll probably lay down anyway. Briggs. And then get her off of it. She can try again. Paw at my hand, she can do whatever she wants, it's not gonna get the treat. If I want to help her, I can point out. As soon as, yep, she stepped on, she can have the treat. She looked over there.
can keep cooking and giving her treats. this up as we're watching so you can see she's kind of looking away towards the bed and I'll give her a treat ideally uh, the next step would be waiting for her to uh, to go put her paw on it or go closer to it um, I'm just gonna start to point it out to her to increase the chances of her getting on there and then again if she lays down and it's going to give a lot of clicks and treats for that. You can get her off, try and see if she'll offer to do it again. And then get her off. So the reward comes after she's coming off, but the click is still marking the behavior when she's on the bed doing what I want. And that's just so she can we can set her up again. Okay. So we can set her up again and start again. Alright, so that's it. Alright, so I hope that video helped you walk through sort of how to introduce the clicker to your dog, as well as how to use that shaping technique to teach your dog to do something. So in the example in the video, uh, we were trying to teach my dog how to lay down on a dog bed, um, and you could introduce that as a cue later on, um, but this is how I would introduce it using that shaping method. And I find this is a really fun method to use um, if you're trying to train tricks or just to get your dog to interact with different objects. So if you wanted to teach them to climb into a cardboard box or, or do something fun like that, um, shaping can be a really great method. And I find on kind of the human side of it, we kind of tend to think of it as a game. So I think we really enjoy the training side. It becomes really fun. Um, it's kind of that hot or cold game that you're playing with your dog. Uh, if you've ever done that with your kids or grandkids, um, you know, like going, getting warmer, getting warmer, getting warmer, cold, getting warmer, cold. <laughs> If you've ever played that game, uh, that's basically what the shaping method is. So we're kind of teaching our dog to think independently and try and offer stuff. You can see in the starting of the video with Riggs, um, you know, he tried a few different things and then he was just kind of like, okay, well I tried all my tricks and those didn't work, so he just kind of quit and, and stopped and stared at me while laying down. Um, so if that happens to you, you just want to re-engage your dog. Um, so that could be pointing to the dog bed in this example, um, or it could just be waiting him out, wait to see what else he offers. He might walk away totally and just go, okay, this game's not fun, I'm not getting any treats, I don't understand it. Um, you can kind of hear him bark and growl or, or rumble in frustration at times. Um, so you might see all those behaviors, and that's just your dog working through and kind of problem solving. So I just find that's a much more fun way for us as the human side of the equation to teach our dogs to do something new. Uh, it takes a lot of the pressure off of us. It's, uh, it's really up to our dog to offer different behaviors and try to engage with us. Um, as you can see in the video I just showed, um, you can see Riggs quitting quite a few times. So, uh, you know, he'll get frustrated and he'll stop and he'll go try something else or he'll walk away and then he'll come back again, lay down, stare at me. 
but you can see when he's really getting it, he's going back and hitting that bed time after time, pawing it, pawing it, pawing it. Um, and that's really what we want to see. So when, when they're engaged like that and being successful like that, we want a really high rate of sort of treat delivery, rewards. So they're going to click, treat, click, treat um, as they're doing it. And then we want to up the criteria. So then we need the two paws on. And at that point, they might get frustrated because they're going, well, I hit, the, I hit the bed. You didn't give me my treat. So they're working through that thinking process again. Um, so I hope you saw that in the video. I hope that gives you some ideas of some ways you can try with your own dog as well as just sort of explaining what clicker training is. So if you are looking at entering any sort of training class with your dog, um, it might be a term you'll see on their website or in their class description, and that's kind of what it's referring to. So again, devil's in the details, so make sure you read through those descriptions clearly and or go watch a class and make sure you're comfortable with the training techniques. Um, but but overall, that will give you an idea of, of what it's all about. So I hope you enjoyed that, and I will catch you guys next week.